When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Packmaster Ralph W. Basham, MD. Alex Brampernard Rasmussen. Andy Brampernard. Co-host Catherine Brandt. See, now we're talking. So what's happening? There's so many things. Uh, it's unbelievable. Jeez, lots of things going on in the Can't world. wait for the Beatles movie. Oh, there's a Beatles movie? Oh, you were just talking about that on the uh, coming. How do how'd you like that argument? They had no interest in the Beatles whatsoever, <clears> which I do not understand. Because when I was a little boy, I was very interested in the Glenn Millers of the world, uh, you know, people like that. That was long before I was born, but to this day, I love that music. But that hasn't crossed over so much. They, they just don't care for the Beatles, and I don't really understand that. They changed music forever. I yeah. think a big part of it is due to lack of radio. Most people are going to hear songs that are older through radio because the radio yeah. stations will play them because they have the rights to them. Right. So, like, you know, if you were to ch- tune into some, like, just random whatever station, Jack FM kind of thing, mm-hmm. you're going to hear stuff from the 60s up until probably, you know, a couple of years ago. Yeah. But people don't <clears throat> listen to radio anymore. They go through Spotify or whatever, iTunes. Yeah. So they specifically seek out things, and what they seek out is going to be new because new is cool. Right. So they don't hear the old stuff, therefore they don't know the old stuff. But that's that's too bad because, I mean, they weren't playing Glenn Miller and those kind of people on the radio when I was a kid. They probably were. You just didn't, know to, you didn't notice. It was just part of your life. I, oh. I, my mother loved Glenn Miller, so they might have something to do with it. Or she, she, was, pay, she was playing the uh, 78 for you. Well, yeah, that's the other thing. Uh, was Glenn Miller even on a 78? Pro- uh, I mean, probably. So probably on an Edison cylinder. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. That's exactly right. Fun always. No, I just... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Fun. I, when I cook a lot, I play, or when I cook, I play this um, playlist on Alexa called Cold Weather Jazz. Mm-hmm. And she's always like, why do you listen to cold weather jazz? And it's just like, you know. <laughs> because the weather is cold. Com- well, I play it in the summer, too. I just like play it all. The- I either play oh. Edith Piaf or Louis Armstrong or cold weather jazz playlist oh. when I cook. And I'm like, it's just good, like easy cooking music. And it's nice, calming, end of the day kind of. And so she she's aware of all sorts of things that I'm sure none of her friends have any idea about. <clears throat> Because she listens to it while you're listening to it. Because I play it, yeah. 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 I mean, I just, yeah, I was kind of surprised that not Tevin, not AJ, and not Kristen Burt, they, none of them liked the Beatles. How was that even possible? They changed music forever. Well, well right? I was never a big fan 
of the Beatles. I was a fan of other yes. groups. So right. I was a fan of the Rolling Stones. I was a fan, and I was a fan of Motown. I mean, and that oh, was the Motown, music that stimulated yep. me. And the Beatles yep. originally were, uh, I think, uh, stimulated me. But then once they once they went and saw the Maharishi, and got that into changed that, it. that yep. you know, then it got it was oh well, so you're like everybody else now. Now you're now everything is all the colors and the flowing colors because you've seen the light or something. It, it just didn't do mm-hmm. much, do anything for me. I understand that take on it. The John I, Lennon age. Yeah, the yeah. John Lennon age, pretty much. But so what you're saying, again, Ralph, is you're a square. <laughs> no, I'm saying yeah. that, I'm saying that I'm saying that you're not hip. That, 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 that you, you're the square. Okay. Let me ask you a question, like I did the morning show. If the Beatles didn't really have much of an impact anymore, why was John Lennon murdered? What do you mean? Because he was such an influence, the guy murdered him. I mean, that's a, that's a very important thing to look at. The Beatles got so big, one of them were murdered. That you got to be huge to get in that group. I'll tell you that, right? Yeah, of yes. course. That that goes without saying is that they were incredibly influential, and and mm-hmm. did change things so much. But and they were hugely uh, popular at the time, you know. Um, of course, but there, there were people who were not stimulated by that music, and that's what I find so interesting yeah. is that yeah. you are your brain is stimulated by certain music. And I wish I could have understand that more. And I've I've searched on the internet to try to understand why certain certain series of tones will stimulate this, some part of your brain. Say, oh man, I feel good because I'm listening to that music. And uh, you know, and other music, you know, doesn't do a thing for me. Yet that other music that doesn't stimulate me does exactly the same thing to someone else. It, it's a yeah, bizarre, it's yep. bizarre thing. But, you know, I didn't grow up in Italy as long before my time when the music really hit its groove. But Catherine and I have been big fans of opera. I listen to opera in my car all the time still. I, you know, I didn't grow up around it. I didn't grow up in it. But when someone has that much talent, you know, like Pavarotti, how are you going to ignore that? That man was incredibly talented. Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, just unbelievable talent, voice talent beyond belief. I mean, he had, uh, and he loved the scarves and he sweat a lot. Aside from, uh, but <laughs> he, <laughs> he did. He did. He, you know, he it, did. Bit, and I don't know if he threw them into the uh, crowd like Elvis did, because Elvis sweat a lot too, particularly when he was in his later years when he was uh, using the drugs heavier. When he was detoxing every moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. There you go. withdrawing from one thing and becoming addicted to another at the same time. Yeah. But, and I'm not criticizing anyone for the music they like. You like what you like. I understand that absolutely. But to not want to listen to other music, I've, I've listened to all kinds of music. There's some of it I, I really like. You know, uh, sorry, when I was a little boy, I was probably about seven, maybe six years old. There was a song by Kiyo Sakamoto called Sukiyaki. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Had nothing to do with me or my generation. I thought it was phenomenal. Well, most of music is a cultural thing. I mean, yep, you were is, you yeah. were running yep. around in a feather boa because of Jimi Hendrix. Yep. You well, like what you grew up point? with. I mean, I'm just saying. Okay. You were very influenced by Jimi Hendrix. I was, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I know a lot of people that say, uh, you know, I they grew up during, you know, Prince's heyday and, and that Prince Prince's music saved their lives. Oh, yeah, Prince Because of all talented. the stuff that was going on in their home and all that kind of stuff. So a lot of it is cultural. Yeah. And it is interesting now with um, Spotify and carrying around your... 
cell yeah. phone and being yep. able to be connected to music all the time. How many people are always listening to music? Yeah, well, they are. Always. Yeah. Absolutely. They don't, you know, I mean, I don't know if they ever hear the real world. They're always in their own little music world. Well, the thing that I would, as we turn, you know, move on here, all the rest of it, I would not ignore, I know it's not your generation, it's not even my generation, a lot of it, but I listen to it just to hear what's the influence, how did this happen? Um, you know, that's the part of music that I like. Why would you write that lyric? What caused that? What was going on in the in, on the earth at that time? I look at all things when I listen to music like that. Maybe that's why I like so many several generations of music. Well, I think that's why you dislike rap. And I don't like rap because it's not really music. Well, it's not. I don't think it's just that. I think you dislike it. Um, and I mean, obviously, I'm not speaking for you, but. I think one of the reasons why you dislike it is because it, it's become a money monster. Oh, yeah, there's no question. Oh, yeah. It's all about money. Yeah, yeah. I once um, <clears throat> I heard I was watching some YouTube channel ages ago, and I heard a good uh, summary of the rap culture, and that is that in most um, entertainment avenues, selling out is considered a bad thing. Mm -hmm. But the idea about getting into rap in the first place is so you can sell out as soon as possible. Yeah. Right. Yep. And it is true. It's like, you know, it's, oh, here comes the corporate people. They want to give me $50 million to put my name on some sneakers. Done. I, I've won. Yeah. Well, that's what it makes sense. We watched that movie. What was the movie? The movie about the writer, the black writer and the publishing. Oh, American. Uh, American fiction. American fiction. American yeah. fiction. Great movie. It, that's Great what it talks movie. about. It's like yep. we're writing books. And, you know, it's like all of it's focused on poverty and slavery and all that kind of stuff because that is what is selling. Yep, exactly. That's what publishers want. Well, right. it's not like selling out is really even – I mean, the concept of selling out doesn't really make a whole lot of sense because it's like, you know, you take some – like a group like the Beatles, you know, people wouldn't ever say they sold out. But they still made millions upon millions upon millions of dollars, did, yeah. mostly from a record company, gigantic corporate record company. Right. Capital Records, where your dad worked. Exactly. So it's like, how is that really any different than any other form of selling out? No, you're We're right. We're still making you're more right. money than any of us will see in a hundred lifetimes, and yet they're considered, like, you know, pure somehow. It's very strange. Well, because they invented so many things, I guess. I'd like to be very specific, too. I'm not criticizing you for liking rap. I don't like rap music because you don't hear people like Anita Baker anymore because it's all taken up by that. R&B was some of the greatest music ever, and it's very hard to find R&B now yeah. on the radio dial. There's a few people trying to do it. Some. Yeah, some are. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you I, look. I'm not criticizing. You like what you like. Good for you. It's just not my deal. That's you know, and people don't understand that. If it's not your deal, that means you're criticizing me. It's like, no, I'm not criticizing you. You like what you like. I like what I like. I just don't understand. Uh, and the chicken tastes like wood. That's a, that's a great lyric right there. Mm -hmm. Unless it's Gabber. If you like Gabber, something's wrong with you. <laughs> what is Gabber? I don't even know that. It's a very short lived phenomenon edm kind of thing uh it's really difficult to describe edm honey yes edm electronic dance music ah, it used EDM, to be called baby. techno and now they call it yeah, edm for some reason they, they had to because techno is a subgenre of edm now so but that's i think and we talked about this to kick off the show this morning 
I got up this morning and I watched some CNN and I watched some Fox News and I just cannot watch it anymore because they're both disgusting. They're both just lying through their teeth to make money. And we talked a great deal about that, what uh, what there is to listen to, you know, uh, what to watch. That doesn't mean, because I'm looking for something new and I don't like what's out there, that if you do like it, you're wrong. You got your life and I got my life. It's not about I have to be right and you have to be wrong. That's not it at all. It's like you like what you like, I like what I like, and we really shouldn't even discuss it because there's just no reason to approach the subject. You like what you like and I like what I like. That's good, right? It should be that way. I mean, should be, you know, yeah. live and let live is a really well, good way to be. We had a brief conversation this morning. Kristen Burton and I have been talking about the last couple of days that uh, as of 1858, Minnesota made slavery illegal. But there were still slaves in the state. They weren't called slaves at that point. Indentured servitude was another way to put it. But uh, to this day, slavery still goes on because a pimp is nothing more than a slave owner. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't too long ago. There was some big chicken factory that that had kids living... I don't even know, 15 in a trailer yep. house with, yep. I mean, deplorable uh, living situation, and they were slaves. No doubt about it. Yeah. Unfortunately. So Alex and Ralph just left. Where did they go? Uh, they, I don't know. Ralph, maybe, you're gone too? Maybe there was a fire drill? <laughs> maybe that's what yeah, it was. that's weird. It's all of a sudden both bailed out. Are we talking to ourselves? Are we on? No, here she comes. She oh. She's coming back. A couple under our belt. Oh. Oh, there she you go. She had Ralph's mic off to hold Ralph's. Oh, you guys, you're trying Ralph, to fix, fix Ralph's camera? Yeah. So. There we go. Uh, well, uh, while she's doing that, Ralph, yes, uh, Joe would like to know if you're going to see Dune 2. You know, uh, you know. I, read the, <laughs> I read the book. I read the book, and I watched the original, the original movie, and I thought it was great, particularly the music by Toto. And this new one, I don't know, the, the casting of that, of uh, Paul Atreides, he's, I don't know, he's such a, he's so milquetoast, wormy, uh, creepy. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I'll see it, but I'm not going to, I'm not all over it. My, my uh, son-in-law absolutely loves it. Can't see, can't see, can't see it enough. But it's it's fine. Let's see how they portray the worms. They really haven't uh, shown the worms on the fr- on the first one as much, and that was the uh, that's a big part of the whole story. Yeah, um, that's surprising. Yeah. So, yeah, I will see. We'll see. Ralph, when. I have a doctory question. Doctory. Oh. Okay, so I constantly, constantly get lifeline screening stuff I mean, in that email. I. Uh, uh, probably because I've talked about my sister's stroke. Um, Possibly. Is this something that is a useful screening tool, or is it just... Lifeline uh, screening. It yeah. looks like it's uh, screening for strokes, it seems. You haven't heard of this? If, you haven't if, gotten if you're, if you're getting stroke? multiple approaches for this, I don't know. I don't know that it's... <laughs> the point it depends on your risk factors, of course, well, of I which think you it, have I think basically none. I think that as long uh, as you're going to... Uh, as long as you're going to uh, have uh, regular checkups with your internist, trust your internist as to what their recommendations are. Yeah. You know, that's, right. the, that's the main thing. Because if it's mainstream and it really does work, then your internist, your family doctor, is going to be able to um, uh, provide that care. I, I, stuff that's over the Internet, no. 
He just it goes to junk. I, I it probably know, I, isn't going to hurt you, but I mean, well, it's not going to hurt the, you, but it may not help you either. Right. The yeah. average person doesn't really need stroke screening unless they have mul- at least one risk factor, like That's, a major risk factor, yeah, and you, you don't have you, any. So that you have the, the thing about it. Since my false, sister had a stroke, false positive information is good. False negative is just as damaging and can be worse. So if it says, "Oh, you don't have a where to worry mm. about this. We've done your testing, and you don't have to worry about strokes." Well, if it's a false positive, a false negative, yeah, that's a that's a problem for you because they just gave you reassurance you don't have a problem with the stroke, so you don't follow up with your care. It, it, that it doesn't doesn't make okay. any sense. If, you right. know, if you have risk factors and you get a regular, you're, you're being seen by your internist, you'll be fine. Cause, all right, because I know I know a couple of my friends have done it because they were like, oh, that sounds like something I should do. Yeah, well, that's you know they. And it's relatively There's, cheap compared to like their, going, their even a doctor. I mean, it's one hundred and fifty nine dollars. We're going to a doctor just for a doctor's visit is what three hundred. I know it's getting yeah. insane. Yeah. So well, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait. They're targeting your age group. Yeah. You know, they're targeting your age group. You're getting the sure. same targets from a thousand other things like uh, reverse mortgages. Uh, you know, <laughs> and so just because you're getting emails about it and it sounds good, you don't do it. No, that's true. You know what's interesting about that? To this day, I'm still pissed off at Tom Selleck for getting involved in reverse mortgages. (laughs) Yeah. Like, what are you doing? You know what? They can be a good thing in in some instances. Oh, really? They can be. I don't know much about them. Uh, It it can be. It all depends on who's writing the contract and what it actually means. I mean, there are predatory lenders out there, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, a lot of elderly people don't have anyone to check on them and make sure that they're making good decisions that way and but in some instances when you have uh you know a loved one that is very sick and you know you've got to pay medical bills and you need money and you you know you've had your house paid off for a long long time it sometimes sometimes people kind of have to do it but isn't um, a reverse, if they want to stay in their own home isn't a reverse mortgage basically just selling your house over time yes. you sell it to the people yep. and then they pay you monthly but you can still yeah. live in there until the contract is up yes like I, I knew a farmer who many years ago, he did a reverse mortgage on his farm because he knew that his land was going to be worth a fortune. Mm. And he actually, I don't know, he came up with a, a number and it was a developer and they gave him, he, they gave him a reverse mortgage kind of situation at the bank um, so that he could live in his home for the rest of his life and his heirs would get the money. So he was right. very happy with that. Well, the um, reason they target very old people with those is because very old people don't tend to live long, so they don't have to make too many payments. Right. Because then the old person dies, and now they have the house, and they basically never had to pay for it. Right. Yeah. So just so like, that's why it's yep. like if you're 90 years old, I don't know, what's the point of a reverse mortgage? You're going to get like two payments and then just die. Just getting some cash, I guess. But you, could, you should just sell the house. A lot of people want to stay in that house, you know. They raise, I mean, you know, Clarence was his name. He raised his children there. His wife died there. He lived there his whole life. He built the whole place, and I mean, he bought the farm for something like ten thousand dollars, which was a fortune when he bought it. Yeah. He paid it all back in about five years, and uh, he lived there basically rent free for ever. And he just did not want to leave. Yeah. Mm. Well, you brought up the the term predatory uh, lending. Yes. There's predatory medical care. Sure is. 
So, so like I said, I, I'd go to your internist. That's what I that, would do. Um, that movie, American Fiction, was his, uh, his mother needed dementia care. Mm-hmm. And where were they? It looked like they were on... <clears throat> Somewhere on the East Coast. Yeah, but I mean, that she was going to get into a memory care facility for $6,000 a month. Yeah. I was like, uh, clearly none of these Hollywood people that wrote this thing have ever looked for dementia care because the <laughs> cheapest you're getting is ten grand a month. God. And where does that money come from? Is that a government-paid thing? Uh, well, I think Medicaid kicks in for some stuff. Yeah, um, true. My dad, true. you know, luckily he had saved and saved and saved for his old age. So that's how he paid for it. It's a good thing. Don't yeah, he could have gone into uh, the VA. They have mm-hmm. a limited amount of of uh, memory care, but you know, who knows? He might have had to wait three years to get in. Yeah, the, the, I suppose the VA has a lot of facilities uh, uh, for for uh, elderly uh, veterans, and uh, there's one in there's one uh, in uh, oh, not Santa Monica, but in Westwood, uh, right by the freeway over there. And then the, I think the best mm-hmm. one that I've ever seen. Is the one that's in the Napa Valley, just oh. just wow. uh, uh, to the west of Ye- of uh, Yountville, <laughs> up above the French Laundry, is a, is a great uh, veterans care facility. And that would be the one if I was a veteran. I don't want to get into. Yes, your brother's in one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's you know veterans yeah. care up in Minneapolis. Is that text you're sending so important that you miss your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with my Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabanco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. 
All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Thanks for bringing up French Laundry, because Catherine and I went there one time years and years and years ago, and they wouldn't let me in because I was wearing shorts. Hey, they, oh, you know? It's a very fancy place. I, yeah, I would sense. never go to that place. Because oh, you wouldn't? I, no, because I've heard, it, well, first off, it's just so pretentious. It is and, very pretentious. And, you know, they charge a fortune for all the, a, deconstruct, a deconstructed peanut butter and jelly sandwich for dessert. Oh, you know, it's one of those places? Well, there you go. <laughs> And on top of that, I've talked to some of the people who have worked for the owner, and they they said they said the guy is has, is not very respectful to them, and is just just a little, little too uh, a little too uppity uh, for that. And I, when I hear that sort of stuff, I said I don't need to support you. you well, a lot of people want that. They want yes. the chef to act like he's above everything because it means you know oh he must be really good to have that kind of attitude. <laughs> Because he's a dink. Yeah, that's a lot of people. It's like Gordon Ramsay. People assume that he's the best chef in the world because he acts like a jerk, and they're like, "Oh, well, you can't act like a jerk unless you're really good and you have the skills to back that up." And I mean, you know, Gordon Ramsay probably is a really good chef, but well, it's, that's it's faulty reasoning. Yeah, but it's you're correct. It's faulty reasoning. But Gordon Ramsay does have three Michelin stars. He's you know in England he has a Michelin starred restaurant. You got a Michelin star, and I don't know. I, Having eaten in those, and Tom, Catherine, you've eaten in those places. I don't know. I, you're sitting there, and you go, you know, is this entree really worth eighty-five dollars? You know, is this appetizer worth eighty-five dollars? You get to, it's pointless. It it just gets ridiculous. In fact, interesting. There was a, a celebrity chef that was for the Super Bowl did a five thousand dollar dinner uh, around the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. It's some place. So, you know, $5,000. For $5,000. What's that? For how many people? That was for one person. That's one place. <laughs> That's one per- I don't know how many people, 20 people, 30 people, 100. I don't know how many people they were, they were preparing for. But uh, $5,000 wow. for just one, one meal? I mean, you know, when you got billions, you know, it's like, uh, why not? Um, we've watched this show called Succession. Have mm-hmm. you ever heard oh, of yeah. That? Yeah. Oh, my God. Great when they show. went, they went to this. What what they they called it some sort of pop up underground eatery where they You're were right. they were eating songbirds. Oh <laughs> shit! And that you were supposed to put a put a towel over your head to uh, so nobody could actually take a picture of you eating oh, this. Oh, that's actually that's a, that's a real thing. I mean, yeah. how and it was like tons of money. And the kid that he was with was saying, "Why are we doing this?" And he says, "Because we can." Because we can. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's a real thing. Is you're supposed to cover your eyes so you don't like witness the innocence of the creature you're about to eat. Something what? like that. No, you're yeah. supposed to cover. It's, it's a, re- no, it's it's a real a flavor. It's to capture all the aroma and flavor of the thing. It, uh, I just. Yeah, oh, the but of course they might. Yeah, they might bullshit. be closing their eyes. It, there's some just bizarre <laughs> food yeah. fetish. That turns is you're on the verge of a food fetish. Yes. As oh yeah, much absolutely. As there's it's a, plenty of that. Like yeah. uh, I think one of the most famous one, the thousand year egg. I think it's called. 
Oh, those are just fermented eggs. <laughs> they make them in a box. No, there's a is special that, one. Oh, yeah, virgin boy egg is what I'm thinking virgin of. Virgin what egg? Virgin boy egg. It's an egg which is boiled in the urine of a young boy. What? And it's a real thing. Oh, Jesus. Where does this come oh, from? Dongyang, Zhejiang, China. Ah. There you go. Food fetish. Well, the monkey brain thing? Monkey brain, that's a thing, too. Yeah, yep. I mean, um, it's just people can really go nuts. Well, I mean, so there's like... A lot of people will be like, oh, okay, you know, the rotten shark thing in Iceland. Yeah. You know, that, mm-hmm. It's gross, and I would never eat it, obviously, but... That's survival. It's a survival food, exactly. Yeah, There's like a, a reason they ate that. Rant. They ate that because they had right. to, because it's like, what are you going to grow on Iceland? And, and Not yeah. closer, a whole lot. Closer to home, lutefisk. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Lutefisk is not it's a survival food. It. But things like Jello the fish. virgin boy egg, it's that's not a survival food. No. No. Someone had this mm-hmm. idea because they were a weirdo and it became a thing. Somebody probably was like, you know, the emperor's new clothes kind of situation. Let's see it's what we can get you. these hoity-toity people to eat. Or I mean, yeah. you know, knowing China, especially ancient China, it was probably like, you know, the virgin boys had a special kind of chi in their urine, and you could transfer to the egg by boiling, boiling it in yeah, it, that sort of thing. There was a lot of that going on. I have a question. <laughs> How about the cowboy burger from Whole Foods? How about that? Those are good. <laughs> How are we doing with that? And they're not boiled in cowboy urine. No, they are not. <laughs> oh, that we go. know of. That we no. know of. Did we I checked the ingredients it? list, oh, okay. but right. I didn't see any urea or anything in there. So right. I had them last night. Probably safe. Phenomenal. They were absolutely terrific. No question. But the about cowboy it. burgers in Florida, Whole Foods is different than the cowboy burgers in Minneapolis. Yes. That's yeah, true. Minneapolis's are worse. They're, for yeah, some, they put, or they were they last other, time we Yeah, they put them. other stuff in them. It's like not, onion and all that. Too much stuff. Too much. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, overflavored, basically. Yes. Yeah, some people must like it because they wouldn't do it if they didn't buy it. So, But the cowboy burgers are really good when they do them the original way. God, yep. they're terrific. Had them last night for dinner, but yeah. So there's all kinds of different things that people eat, and I, you know, you'd get invited to family. Well, first of all, you know, growing up Catholic, you would go into the Italian homes and the French homes, and you know, a lot of a lot of Catholics in those two uh, people from those two countries, and it just it was great trying have, different things. Did you ever have capybara? What is capybara? Capybara. It's the world's capybara, largest capybara, rodent. Capybara, capybara, capybara. I've never remember, had capybara. Yeah, there was, uh, I don't remember if it was Rome, but somebody during Lent decided that a capybara, which is a mammal, was a fish because it mostly lives in water. Oh. And that that was sure. okay to eat during Lent. Well, there's actually a lot of those. Oh, so then you, uh, can, you can eat, eat manatee. beaver during Lent? You can really? eat manatee. Yeah, you can eat, well, no, you can eat beaver for some reason. Uh, beaver, elk. armadillo, alligator. Mm. There's plenty of aquatic... Well, armadillos aren't aquatic, though. No. Well, I think the idea is... I've heard about this, and the idea is, as far as I know, it's like you can make the effort and it's good enough. Because Lent isn't a biblical thing. There's nowhere in the Bible that says you have to eat fish for 40 days or whatever. Right. Oh. No, yeah, that's a... It's a modern-ish invention. Did anybody ever do that, really, though? I never eat did. Fish for 40 days. I've never we done didn't Lent. when I was a kid. I always wow. grew up hearing people being like, oh, it's Friday. I'm going to go get some fish. And I'm like, why? And they say, well, you can't well, eat meat now, on Friday. And now what? you'd get lead poisoning if you ate fish for Mercury. <laughs> or mercury. Mercury right. poisoning? Right. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if you could eat any fish for 40 days. No. All right. I want to read something that I posted this morning because it was true. And I got some really good response to it, actually. So far, a couple of hundred people have responded to it. Um... 
You know, every morning I wake up and try to watch the national news, CNN and Fox keep putting, uh, puking out their hatred of one another, making it, for me, unwatchable. Is there anywhere to turn? I've gotten several hundred responses to that. What do you guys think about that? CNN, to me, CNN and Fox, I can't watch either one of them anymore. They're just too involved. They're very, very involved in their own side of things. I've been a Democrat in my life, an ardent Democrat. I've been an ardent Republican, and I don't really care for either one of them now. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't be. I'm not, if you are, you're a fool. That's not what I'm saying. But for me, finding that place in the middle worked out to be really, it took me years to get there. But I kind of look at it now, it's like, where do you turn for news when you have a centrist position? Well, I, I've said it before. I, I think some of the international sites uh, do a very good job. So we listen to Al Jazeera, watch Al Jazeera, watch mm-hmm. uh, uh, the Australian Broadcasting Corp, ABC Australia. And then uh, even the, the Japanese one is really pretty good, too, one of the Japanese uh, channels. And, and they, Yeah. And they just give you a... I don't know. They just give you a, a, a less U.S. centric uh, news thing, and then and it's not as biased. Um, I don't I mean, know. See, that's what I'm looking for. Not as biased news. Like I said, I've I've, I've I grew up in uh, a Democrat. My mother was a big time Democrat. Loved JFK because he was Catholic, of course. So having a Catholic president was a very big deal when I was eight years old. But no, I, I just, I've tried both of them. It, and it's not that I hate the Democrats or hate the Republicans. That's not what it is. What it is, is just not right for me. It's not what I'm looking for. Uh, I've been searching my whole life for this since I was literally 12 years old. So it's been many, many decades of me looking for that. But is it the fact there's just so much money being CNN and Fox? They just make so much money by bashing the piss out of each other. Is that what it is? I'm just asking. Exactly. People want to see that. They want to see this they hatred. Do. They they wallow in it. Uh, that, but oh, why? I, 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 I hate this other group. My God, everything that everything that they could possibly touch is going to ruin the existence of the world in my life. And it goes on and on and on, and that's simply not true. A couple things, yeah, yeah. If, if yeah. you're if yep. you're a paranoid liberal, yeah, there's some stuff you'll really screw up. And if you're a paranoid conservative yeah there's some stuff you'll really screw up but there's some good stuff on both too there's good stuff on both there's no question about it as i said i have democratic friends i have i have republican friends i have far left friends and far right friends we don't talk a lot about politics but uh i I posted and got a lot of responses very very good responses a couple of you said yeah you got to watch out for those smart ass podcasters which I thought was very funny. Thank you for that. <laughs> I really appreciated that. But I, but they, they had a lot of suggestions of different – a lot of people like PBS. I don't know. Is PBS – is that good news or does it lean too far one way? Yeah, I have a tendency to think it leans a little too far one way. BBC is that oh, way yes. too. You know, BBC yes. is too. They're, they're not as uh, – uh, They're pro-government, so what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, the thing I would mention is that okay. I do like watching local news – uh, I love the fact, and I brought this up several times, I love the fact that you can watch any of the Twin Cities TV channels. I don't care where you are in the United States. You can bring them up on streaming. And I really like that. I watch Channel 5 News every morning when I get up. I love that. Right? Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah but, they're, but, they're, but they're all dying on the vine. I mean, that is... Sure are. So local local news is not doing well anymore? Well, I don't think so. If you start looking at their advertisers, I mean, they, you're getting some... Ooh. Some really 
inexpensive ads being produced for those things. Oh, really? Yeah. If you look at, you know, it's, it's a bit like a mall. You know, if you look at the uh, uh, shopping malls, um, the shopping mall stores are going from, you know, main, mainstream chains to these sort of uh, off-brand chains like uh, Jim's Candle Shop oh, or yeah. a hat shop uh, or a T-shirt shop. And you can just see this sort of uh, – they're just moving down the food chain of Lesors um, in all, on the malls. And you can see that and there's just – so the same kind of a thing. The kind of people who are advertising are advertising at a much, much lower budget. And, of course, the, the, the commercials are produced at a much, much lower budget too. So – is that because n- not nowhere near as many people are watching any longer? Yeah, I don't think people are watching. They don't have the same viewership. I mean, I stopped watching 30 years ago, local news, and 20 years ago, national news. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of getting there now. I've been searching and searching and searching my you know my whole life for this whole deal, and I still haven't found. Uh, I, I do believe that local news is a lot better than national news, though. Do you, you feel the same way? I, I do, but you know, you, you, they, they 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 put up a half an hour uh, program, and three quarters of it is uh, yesterday's weather, uh, yeah. yesterday's sports, yeah. uh, it's things that you may have heard of or know the results of already uh, on your phone. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. just a bizarre aberration. I mean, just or, or entertainment news. I mean, just once you eliminate entertainment news, you you eliminate, eliminate the weather. In sports, which is entertainment, you know, it's five minutes, you know, yeah, and that I mean, five minutes is gold, but the rest is sort of, ah, okay, so I know I was around here yesterday. I know it was 50 degrees. Okay. I um, think in a way, the news is kind of becoming the way that um, dialing the time was. Oh, oh. Yeah. Because it's like, why are you dialing, dialing the time? Everyone has a clock now. It's the same way. It's why are you watching the news? We can all just... Yeah. access it instantly at any point we we carry around these computers that have the internet just take it out now you got the news you well, just gave me a great memory just now in my head my uncle augie who was the one who was thrown off a building to his death i loved that man augie was a great guy but i will remember one time he asked me if i what the temperature was and I said, I'll just call time and temperature. So I pick up the desktop phone, put the receiver to my head, I dial it up, I hear the news, and before I hang up, I go, well, thank you. And then I hung up, and he goes, what are you doing? I said, what do you mean? He goes, why would you say thank you? I said, well, I just they gave me the information I wanted, so I said thank you. He goes, it's a recording, you moron. Because <laughs> you had some manners. You should say, yay, you. It's yeah, like, I had some manners. It's like on uh, Friends. Um, oh, they do that too. One of them called uh, their answering machine, mm-hmm. and the answering machine goes like, "You have two new messages," and Joey goes, "That would be the best job. You have two new messages. Like, that's your job. You just tell people how many messages how many they messages have." They have. <laughs> yeah. God, the you know, I love talking about this from all these different perspectives because look at how much the world has changed in the past sure fifty has. years. My God, it's completely different. Well, it's like most people under the age of 20 probably have never called an answering machine. No. Maybe sure even 25. Yeah. Maybe well, even older than that. There's a lot of people under the age of 25 that have never gone to the post office. Oh, God, never. You're right. Well, to return Amazon packages. <laughs> no, those go to UPS. Yeah, that's UPS. Yeah, office. that's true. You, know, that, you go to Whole Foods for that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah or sure. that. <clears throat> 
Go to Whole Foods for what? Return, return Amazon. Amazon. Yeah, they have That's Amazon where I return That's bin true. things. That's where I go. Have yeah. any of you used that pay with your palm thing? No. No, I'm no. never giving them that. No? No. Well, I'm wait, like, wait, wait, wait a second. Just, wait a second. I'm never giving them my palm. <clears throat> yet, palm. yet without your permission, facial recognition was rolled out on no, Delta no. Airlines and is yeah. now no being rolled me. out at Costco. No one asked me. They already have your palm, Mom. They got everything. They got your palm. They got your face. Okay, so I'm not signing if, up for and, it. And, and worse still, they have your genetics. Ooh, so yeah, so so if once they get (laughs) once they get twenty percent or twenty five percent of the population genetics to you know twenty three and me, no, not twenty three me. That's different. That's like that's like uh, uh, grinder. Uh, I'm I'm thinking of uh, what are some of the twenty three and me. No, no, no. Means like ancestry. Ancestry. Is that the answer? Twenty three and me is the ancestry. I thought it was a dating site. No, no. no, Twenty three and me is um. It's just you. Send them a saliva sample. Okay, well, that's yeah. my yeah. or ancestry.com. They are their their value is in this database of genetics because yeah. the life. So what happens once they get 25, 30 percent of the population registered, they can infer the genetics from the rest to the rest. So once you know the relationship of people, you know, if you know Jim's, and you know, Jim's mom, well, you know, his daughter, Jim's daughter, you can infer her genetics mm-hmm. from that. And then you can, Largely. and then with knowing that, then you can uh, uh, incorporate that into the uh, actuary calculations for life insurance and health insurance. I don't know. I think if the deep state wants my genetic info, they can just bribe a surgeon or something. It's... Not, it's going to happen. They'll just well, throw you on the ground the and take a co- swab the, if they really want it. The colon rectal one. That's when you send out Cologuard. You send that off. Well, Cologuard, yeah. You're sending off. You are giving up your genetic code. So, so that's even it's even worse. So any personal, those personal, personal individual identifying pieces that you have are gone. You don't yeah, have everyone's DNA. Everyone's DNA is going to be on file in 10, 15 years, no matter what you might do. be already. Probably might be already. already they yeah. can they can get it, and it's I know I don't think it's worth fighting at this point because it's just no, like right, what exactly. can you do? You know, oh, Lindsay and I were we, we fought the facial recognition for the iPhone. Oh my God! You know we can't do do this because oh we're, we're being invaded and blah 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 blah. Right. And then we walk up to Delta and and, and there it is. I mean, they, yeah. we got on the plane with this facial recognition. I said, well, that was stupid. <laughs> you know, next phone I get's gonna have the facial thing. It makes it easier. No, I have a question for you because this just came up. Uh, I was talking to Andy about it about a week ago. When that stuff first came out, the 23andMe, it was called something else when it first came out. I don't remember what it was. But I... Well, there was Anc- there's Ancestry, Ancestry, which is a yeah. competing one. That's well, the one you is. did. Yeah. Because when I did it years and years and years ago, it came back that I was German, Scottish, and English. Andy just did his, and you're almost all German. Yeah, pretty much. I'm like 80-something percent German, I think. So where did the Scottish and English go that they said I was? I don't think it, it, it that, that, that was that, that was on that was, that was on the Y chromosome. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was on the or no, it was on the no, no it was on the Y chromosome. No, no, it was on the X chromosome. Yeah, it was, it's an excellent. Being was, English is an X-linked disorder. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. So nothing changed. It's just well, it I reads mean, it differently. 
yeah, Alex and I have different expressions of that ancestry. It's like, you know, I might be 70% German and she might be 75% German. Really? It's just how it goes, yeah. You, well, it's, it's, not, it's not like a mathematical like 50-50 kind of well, thing. Well, it's like oh, look it's at look at mixed race children. Some of them look extremely mm-hmm. white and some of them look extremely black. They just one yeah. of them got some of them get more of one than the other. It's just how Or they get yeah, a different expression of the same gene yeah. Yeah, or they exactly. get a, yeah, they just get a different gene. Yep. There's epigenetics, yeah. there's environmental factors, there's so many different things that go into your genetic code that we haven't even scratched the surface yeah. of it. Yeah, exactly. and it's like, there's so many things, like, Andy, I think you're a carrier of PKU, right? Uh, am I? I feel like I remember us talking about this, because you were like, if Melissa, if this was before, well before Melissa, it was like, if I married somebody that had the PKU gene, then our kids could end up having PKU. And I was like, I wonder if I do. And I looked and I don't. Let's find out. So what is PKU? That's the thing that Brittany's... Phenylketonuria. Yeah, that's The sweet. thing that Brittany's nephew has that he can't process, his body can't process most protein. Yeah. Oh. You know, it's it, not You good. can't process no, it's one terrible. of the... Yeah, you can't process one of the amino acids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like... Yeah, there's like only a very specific type of protein that he can process. Yeah. Really? I don't know. Yeah, he like has to have these protein shakes every day to get any type of protein because he can't just eat like meat or cheese or anything. Yeah, yeah. that would be so... Be what really does it do hard. to him? It makes him it like violently their, ill and it, yeah. Oh, yeah. It builds yeah. up in the system and it can, it can eventually yeah, uh, cause it, all sorts yeah, of problems. Yeah, yeah, all sorts of mental problems when they're ch- children. And it, yeah, it's just not good. Yeah. Really? Nothing. Yeah, I feel like I remember you telling me that you were a carrier of that, and I was like, I wonder if I am. And then I looked at mine, and I wasn't, and I was like, well, that's nice. <laughs> so, Andy, you are? Uh, I'm trying rare, to find it? out. It's very rare, yes. Is yeah. They- you got it from Catherine. Is well, and it's like, says? and you, and like, it's the, it's like the connected earlobe thing. It's something that you can carry, but it doesn't mean that you're going to have children that have it. Connected? You mean pixie ears? Sure. Yep. Uh, pixie ears. That's well, like Dan and Fawn both have connected earlobes, and Sage and I have disconnected earlobes. And like really? Fawn has Dan's blood type, Sage has my blood type. Uh. I still don't know which parent's blood type I have because neither of you know who has negative blood type. So why do you I'm know you're positive? Me. Lin- Lindsay admonished, admonished me a while back for not knowing my blood type, being a physician. <laughs> she said, "Oh, really? You don't know your blood type?" And I said, uh, "No." Well, didn't you check on that when you were in medical school? And I said, "Yes." And she said, "But you don't know your blood type?" I said, "No." Well, wh- that's terrible. And I said, "Why? They're not going to believe me if I go to the hospital. <laughs> that's, they're going to test them. you. No they're going to check me in here, and they're going right, to cross match right. me. So it doesn't matter." Well, I just know that I because it was a big deal when I was pregnant because I have a negative blood type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. Because yeah, not a lot of matter. people have negative blood type, and it's this whole thing that if you have a negative blood type and your baby has a positive blood type and your blood mixes, and then you can yeah, that or during yeah during yeah. the yeah you it's a whole can't thing. have that. So <clears throat> no, when the child is born, yes, yeah, so you get the you get the shot. Rogam, yep, yeah, you get the rogam. Did you get it? Hurt. It hurt. Well, when I was pregnant, they gave it to me in the butt. And that hurt. Oh, it's a large muscle shot. That oh gave my it gosh, it hurt. Like the, I, it cramped yeah. so much. But then mm-hmm. afterwards, they gave it to me in my arm, and it was like nothing. I was like, well, why didn't? Why couldn't we do this? Well, they can give it to you in your arm. Yeah, they gave. They gave after oh. I had Fawn because they confirmed that she had a positive blood type. I and I ended up having. I mean, 
I don't even think I really needed it because I'm like, when would our blood have mixed? Uh, yeah. uh, but you they gave it. it afterwards to me in my arm. And then for Sage, I said I didn't want it because it only matters if you're going to have more children. Because if my blood type mixed with Fawn's blood type, mine's negative, hers is positive, then it wouldn't have mattered for my pregnancy with her. But it would have mattered for future pregnancies because then if my blood type found more positive blood type, my my blood type would have developed like antibodies against positive blood type and it could have mm -hmm. killed any future babies. But when I had Sage, I was like, we're done. So it doesn't matter. And then he ended up having my blood type anyway. So it was easy go. peasy. So fun it all stuff. worked out. All worked out in Super the end. Stuff, Look at you? all the stuff we've covered so far. There's only 10 minutes left <clears> in the show and we've covered everything on the planet already. When you go to a restaurant, you expect the chef to be an expert. You expect your auto mechanic to be an expert when it comes to fixing your car. You judge them both by the results of their work. Josh Arnold is an expert in investments and planning your financial future. Josh Arnold is my expert, and he should be yours, too. I talk to Josh every week, and he understands the market and the economy, and he knows how to plan for your retirement. Don't put it off another day. The man with your plan is Josh Arnold. Call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll have an expert planning and managing your financial future. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC Security Investment Advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. The more you learn about pregnancy and birth, the more you wonder how life exists. Yeah. I was talking yes. about, we were at a baby shower a few weekends ago, and I was like, you just can't think about it too much because oh, it's no. just like You'll go crazy. Exactly. this is so weird mm -hmm. well, the, whole thing's, <laughs> the whole thing's ridiculous well, even <laughs> if you go back to the very simplest form of reproduction um mitosis yeah it's like how did that even come across uh, come about in the first place i know because the very first so life form to have coalesced <clears throat> from the primordial ooze had to have the ability to do this mm -hmm. but in itself it's such an incredibly complex procedure that it's that means that mitosis basically spontaneously generated out of nothing. The ability to do that. Well, it's, and it's just like it's very. <coughs> I don't know. Well, it's like you thinking could spend about, a lot of time thinking. So a lot about of people that. say that that proves that there's God. Well, yeah, that's that's it's irreducible complexity. Basically, yeah, sure. they're so saying that it's not possible for something that that complex came out of nowhere. So therefore, there must have been some external force to yeah. make it and make or, it a thing. Or was it was it brought here? Or that meteor. space, panspermia, oh. space. Yeah. So, 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 you know, they're just, you know, you have, you have, you have, since it doesn't make any sense, you have to have to develop some sort of system to try to make sense of it. So, you know, I think mm -hmm. the belief in a in a in a, a greater power is a wonderful choice. And then the other choice is uh, we're all aliens. Uh, that have yeah, come here. We are, we are an invasive species on this planet. Well, Sage was listening to a podcast about dinosaurs. And like what happened oh. to dinosaurs and he listens to these podcasts like while he's falling asleep and i was laying next to him <clears throat> it was silent for like 15 minutes and i was like oh he's probably asleep and then all of a sudden he jerks up and was like 
a meteor may have smashed into the earth and that's what happened to all the dinosaurs? I was like, that's what some people think? Yeah, like that's like kind of the the running idea of what happened. Like we don't know for sure. And he was like, he was like, that's so crazy. It was like, I know, yeah. That's... Yeah, well, show, show, them the, show them the hole in the, in the <clears throat> ground and that's most of the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. Yep. There's a I reason know. there's this gigantic hole between Florida and Mexico. Yeah. Well, and it's like as a kid, he just is like, I like dinosaurs. Dinosaurs are cool. And he's asked before, like, are dinosaurs real? Like, because, you know, like dragons and stuff. I'm like, yeah, dinosaurs existed. And he's never thought, well, where are they now? You know, like what happened to them? And then he was listening to this podcast mm-hmm. and they said what happened. And he was like, what? <laughs> this is nuts. I have a question. Were there were there dinosaurs in the Western Hemisphere they know about? They were oh, everywhere, sure. yeah. There were oh, so they were everywhere. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yes. But yeah. we we came here so much later, I'm talking about human beings in general. They all pretty much migrated out of, we all migrated out of Northern Africa. Right? All dinosaurs were gone by the time humans came about. Yeah, like for right. millions humans of years. Humans and dinosaurs never coexisted. But, uh, so the Flintstones yep. is a lie? It is. Flintstones did yeah, lie. That is it not is. historically accurate. Oh, I, 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 Although, I think probably 50% of people think that humans and dinosaurs coexisted. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, because of yep. the Flintstones. Well, because <laughs> strictly. Well, it's not only the, it's every prehistoric like work of fiction. It's like yeah. if, if it's about cavemen, it's going to have dinosaurs in yes. it. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, for some reason, that's just like, you know, the no. thing. Cavemen there were woolly mammoths, but not dinosaurs. There were woolly mammoths. Do, do, <clears throat> that, but I think the dinosaurs re- were part of Pangaea. I don't know how, yeah, how big the I don't con- know how they, much how the yeah. continents had separated. Right. I don't know if they lasted a whole lot longer after Pangaea. They right. probably did. Or was it, I see that, that's that, that timeline. I don't, I don't know for sure. <clears throat> Well, it also depends on what is your definition of a dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, are gigantic crocodiles dinosaurs? Because arguably they are in birds a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. Birds are arguably dinosaurs. Yeah. So they weren't all uh, made extinct, just the real big yeah. ones. The megafauna on Earth were all basically yeah. destroyed by Thank goodness. quite a while ago. I wouldn't want to run I know, can into you one Im- of those. Can you imagine living among things like woolly mammoths? Mm-hmm. These house-sized creatures just roaming around? Well, yeah. elephants. Yeah. Yeah, but woolly mammoths were, we're way bigger. bigger yeah, bigger. way bigger. Yeah. I it's know like that if is, you, if, yeah. It's like if there was a blue whale just, that had legs. Imagine yeah. that. Yeah. Imagine yeah. whales just like walking up well, on shore. Not, and they weren't that big. Well, no, they weren't that, that big, but like that some big. dinosaurs they, they, were. Yeah, some dinosaurs were, but the woolly mammoths, they were a little, maybe 20% bigger than an elephant. It's still, but were they cute when they were little? <laughs> Probably. I'm sure they were. <laughs> yeah. Fuzzy little elephant? Adorable. Like that. Probably Adorable. extra tasty at that point. Well, and there's, yeah, and there's so many things, you know, there now, most dinosaurs were covered in feathers. Yep. Which, like, you never look. You never see a picture no. of a dinosaur covered in feathers, and they're like, now no. we've realized that they were. It's like, okay. And they still have no idea how dinosaurs, um, it's either procreated or birthed. Well, they had eggs. God. Well, there were some had, had eggs, eggs, but then there were some dinosaurs that they were like, they weren't eggs. It might have been procreated. Like, they don't know how it, they did it. Mm-hmm. I read it in one of Sage's dinosaur books, and I was like, really? They still don't know? You got a lot of dinosaur books. Well, yeah. I mean, every kid goes through a dinosaur phase. Fawn went through a very intense dinosaur phase. Sage went through a dinosaur phase. He's like, he still likes dinosaurs, but it's not just like all I want to read about is dinosaurs anymore. I remember liking dinosaurs, but never being like obsessed with them. Yeah. No. Sage just has that personality. 
He likes mm-hmm. things and he, he likes, likes them. to learn things. Oh, a yeah, lot. And he, he likes to learn things, yes. about them so much. And he just really loves learning. Even okay, his teacher so is like, this kid loves school. I'm like, yep. I have a question for you guys about everything. Because from what I heard, there is a Russian satellite that's plummeting to Earth. Sure. As we speak, it hasn't hit the Earth yet. Is it Sputnik? I don't think it's Sputnik. It's bigger than that. Is it Mir? Uh, you could look it up and see where it is and what the deal is. But I, it is going to apparently, from what they said, it's going to crash into the Earth. Aren't they supposed to blow it up before that happens? Well, I, I would assume so. That's why I was asking the question. Are they going to blow it up? Is it? Can they tell if it's going to land in the ocean or not? Looks like you're a little late. It uh, burned up in orbit. Oh, it did burn up already? Yes. Yeah, because yeah, that was a couple of days ago. I saw the it was Cosmos 2499. That's a Russian satellite? Yep. In a couple, about two weeks ago, it uh, deorbited and burned up. God, that was two weeks ago? I thought it was a couple of days ago, and that was over three weeks yeah, ago for me then. It's kind of hard for, you know... Very big piece to make it to the ground. And no, it comes, nothing you know, can make yeah. it to the ground unless it's yeah. well, absolutely enormous. Yeah, there's some yeah. things, but it's just, it really gets hot. It, mm-hmm. it really melts down. But yeah, see, well, satellites are almost entirely made of aluminum because it's strong enough yet light enough to go up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And aluminum, it vaporizes yeah. in the atmosphere, basically. Yeah. Like once it gets, it's <clears throat> nowhere near the surface of the earth, it's, it becomes a gas. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's long gone. So why would they report that? Why did they even report that it was coming? Because I think reading the story that I read, it kind of implied there was some danger there. But from what you're telling me, there was never any danger there. No, I don't think there no, ever was. I, I, they, they, they say these things all the time. You know, if oh, yeah. th- it's possible there could be a nuclear reactor, there could be a nuclear material. But right. even then, I mean, the. Most of the Earth's covered with water. You know, mm-hmm. it, to, to hurt anybody would be very rare, almost impossible. So. Well, there are a lot of satellites out there that have a tiny bit of nuclear material yeah. in them to just power, like, very, very low-power systems, like sensors and that yeah. kind of thing. But even if that got vaporized in the atmosphere and spread all over the globe, it's such mm-hmm. a small amount we wouldn't even notice. That's right. Well, so I'm really glad I was watching the news when they said that a satellite might hit the Earth when it was never going to hit the Earth. No, it was never. Why do they report things like that? Because they love, because people just love to get worked up over that and worry about stuff. People wallow in so. worry. I mean, the yeah. misery. Oh, that's why. I think that's why elderly people only talk about their health problems and oh, yeah, I got the I'll gout. Just worry, and, worry, worry. Yeah. You know, worry and oh, I got to talk about this and commiserate over it. Oh, on and on. No. So. Well, I mean, that's again. We only have about two minutes left in the show today, but I, that's that's what I was doing this morning. Is reaching out to people. Like I'm trying to find a news source that doesn't lean heavily one way or the other. Because, like I said, I, I'm one of those people I tried being a Democrat, then I tried being a Republican, didn't really fit in with either crowd. I'm now pretty much centrist. Um, you know, I, I just, people still attack you, though. It's like, well, you used to believe. It's like, well, yeah, but we learn from, I guess you could say, your mistakes. And I'm not saying it was a mistake to be a Democrat. My mother loved being a Democrat. Well, um, and yesterday's Democratic Party isn't the same as today's Democratic Party. No, it's not. Party. It's totally different. So... I just, you know, you try to learn things, but you, by watching the news, you're going to learn nothing like when I saw that story about that satellite that could be hitting the Earth. They had to know it was never going to happen. 
But they kept insisting that it could. Clickbait. This is why you act like an absolute conspiracy theorist, mm, mm. lunatic, and then you never actually share any of your thoughts on anything with anyone. Until it comes true. <laughs> okay, what are you talking about? Like, just say, like, you're a flat earther. Say you, th- like, just come up with the craziest stuff, and then no one cares what you think because you're yep, like, oh, exactly. well, they're just nuts. And then you just don't actually share what you think about with anybody because what's it matter? Oh, here's what you're thinking of. Okay. It's a mixture of what I said and what you said. So the satellite did break up into 85 pieces. 85. But it did it in orbit. Ah. So it hasn't deorbited. <coughs> so oh, basically it so just exploded still... in space. And there's a whole bunch of like little pieces of satellite floating around up there. When is all of this stuff up there going to start running into each other? <laughs> well, that's what they're saying is exactly. this exploded satellite. Go, yeah, they might, don't get it. No, they might, a lot of the times they don't. They either deorbit it or they put it into a graveyard orbit, which means it's farther away from Earth, far enough away that if they do run into each other, we don't care. Okay. And the uh, problem is... Let's hope that the rest <laughs> of the orbit doesn't care either. Well, yeah. the problem is, like, so you have, like, this screw that came off of this blown-up satellite. Um, orbiting objects are moving very, very quickly. Yes. Very fast. So if this screw hits a GPS satellite just right, that satellite would be knocked offline, mm-hmm. and then we'd have to launch a new one. So, I mean, the, the biggest risk would be we have to launch satellites, which are very expensive to do, but... We're launching, it's like hundreds a day, or not a day, a year at this point. Shouldn't they be required to recycle their satellite pieces? It is interesting how they just leave them up there. Yeah, so. I know. It's, like, it's got to be big, very expensive to retrieve it. Get a big space net. Be, yeah. Well, they don't retrieve them. When they deorbit them, they disintegrate. But <clears throat> oh. to, in order to deorbit a satellite requires fuel. So you have to put it up there with fuel and active thrusters. You can't just, like, you know, once a satellite's in orbit, it's going to be there for hundreds of years. They don't have a tractor beam yet? No tractor beep, beam. Beep, 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 beep. You know, you, you call that a graveyard orbit. You know, that's pretty much a garbage dump. You know, it is. It's literally it it yeah. space dump. garbage dump so of space. we have a landfill in space. Yes, we do. Well. We have a landfill orbit. We went to the landfill orbit. Yep, yeah. there's a big shell of old, defunct satellites orbiting Earth many, many miles away. And now this episode is becoming the exploding satellite because exploding the satellites. show is over. Yes. <laughs> That's going to do it. We'll talk to you tomorrow.